Welcome to the Pre-Snap Podcast, presented by Thrive Fantasy. Here's your host, Casey Bubba and Scott Bodman. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Pre-Snap Podcast, previewing your weekly main slate DFS action. We've already got your recap in the books. We've got your picks and bets in the books. It is Friday. We are looking ahead to your week of FanDuel and DraftKings action. Week three, NFL, already upon us, super quick. Uh, check out LineStar on Twitter at LineStar app and at LineStar NFL. Make sure you check out our sponsor of the show, th- show Thrive Fantasy, where you can, it's a prop betting site. It's a really cool situation. You got 20 prop bets in each contest. You have to pick at least 10 prop bets. Give the over-under, get the most right, get the most points possible, move up the standings, win some cash. If you're new to Thrive Fantasy, use promo code LineStar for a first-time deposit match up to $100. And extra special thanks to LineStar, two free months of premium action. And if you become a premium member, you might win a million dollars like a special premium member did last week in FanDuel. So that was awesome as well. Check myself out on Twitter at BDentric. Check out my co-host as always on Twitter at Bogman Sports. Scott Bogman, how we doing, man? We're doing good, man. I'm excited to talk about this slate. A lot of uh, weird games happening last week as far as, you know, I, I th- if you close your eyes and see how the game's going to go, sometimes it just doesn't go that way, right? I mean, specifically some of these Thursday night games with these high scores. Uh, so I can't imagine that uh, the Thursday night game is going to be that high, but uh, I'm excited to, to break some of this down here. Yep, going to be an absolute blast. So without further ado, let's get out of here. Arizona at Jacksonville, over under 51.5 in this game. Kyler Murray has been expensive, but he's been worth pretty much every penny. We saw Moore have a big game coming out party last week. Where are you going in this game if you're going anywhere at all? I mean, Kyler Murray, you can pay for. DeAndre Hopkins, you can pay for. Nobody's going to be able to cover him. But I do want to pit pitch you a couple of uh cheaper players here james robinson at 57 and 55 on dk and fandle respectively because look we know that trevor lawrence has not looked great right so if you're the jaguars what can your strategy be to be in this game with the cardinals you you and i both pick the cardinals we don't think the jaguars are going to be in this game but if you're looking for someone, they should hand the ball off to him a million times and not let Trevor Lawrence uh, throw it too many times because he's looked so bad tossing that rock. So most likely they're going to get down and not be able to have James Robinson. But, you know, just a small contrarian play on the other on the flip side. Cardinals get up. Let's go with James Conner. He's the goal line guy and he should be your uh, grinded out third, fourth quarter guy while the Cardinal Cardinals are up. So. Either way you see this game playing out, there is a running a cheap running back, I feel like, to buy. And also in play to me is the Cardinals defense at 3,000 uh, and 4,600. Uh, they're way more expensive on FanDuel, so may not be in play there. But, you know, the Jaguars just don't have anything yet. So until they put it together, the Cardinals defense could be a pretty safe play here. Yeah, it's a very interesting game. I could see the Cardinals defense for sure being in play. You know, we saw what they did in week one with all the sacks, racking up all the points, could definitely be – a very live one here, so that, that could be a fun way to go. You got Kyler Murray, who's beasting out, so I don't mind using him as well. Um, you, you obviously, Hopkins, you know, he had a great uh, opening drive and then kind of disappeared, which was surprising because Moore took over. You mentioned Max Williams on, as a waiver wire option if you're stacking up deep. So I don't mind um, an Arizona stack. It's not quite the weekly Chiefs stack I want to make, but the way Kyler's playing right now, it's hard to avoid it. Um, on the flip side, though, not a ton I like with Jacksonville, unless you're going with Marvin Jones, he's still only 4,900 on DK, and 
he's going to get forced the ball. We've seen it time and time again. Yeah. And Chenault's banged up, so might even force it more to Marvin Jones. So I think he's an intriguing play as well. But for the most part, it's the usual suspects on Arizona for me. I don't mind the defense call. If you want to get different in that one as well, could be quite interesting. Atlanta at the New York Giants on this one, over under 48 as we speak. Giants coming off a big Thursday night win. Falcons are the Falcons. What do you like in here? I mean, my favorite play is probably Sterling Shepard at 59 and 64. Uh, they peppered him with targets on Thursday night. He got an extra week to rest up after getting hit a bunch in that game because he caught so many passes. I love him to get a touchdown this week. So, uh, say, uh, and Saquon, I think it's a bounce back game for him, but also Mike Davis. They got to get Mike Davis rolling. So I like both running backs here uh, in this game. Saquon at 65 and 6,000. Davis, a very cheap 51 and 57. Um, you know, Calvin Ridley could be in play. You could play their quarterback if you're looking for a cheap option. But uh, yeah, I mean, Shepard is my number one seed here. Yeah, no, I don't mind that one at all. I think a, a cheap stack of Danny Jones, Danny Dimes with Sterling Shepard, who I love. Like Sterling Shepard could be a cash game guy, a one-off in a tournament, whatever you want. But if you want to stack up a Jones, a Shep, and if you you could just do a two-man stack if you want, or you could throw in a little Kyle Rudolph as Ingram is still banged up. Rudolph was getting targeted quite a bit as well. I think that's quite intriguing. Jones doing it with his legs, get a nice cheap play. I think he's cash game viable this week. So I, I don't mind going to some uh, Danny Dimes in this one with Sterling Shepard as a nice one-two punch. I, I like the Davis call, especially we think there's offense in this game. Davis did, I think, seven targets last week. So they might not be handing him the ball off because of stupid Cordero Patterson. <laughs> but uh, you still have Mike Davis uh, getting his. So that's good to see. And Ridley's a beast. But I'm pretty much focusing on the, um, the giant side of this one. I think if you do want to bring it back, everyone's going to look at Ridley. I think Kyle Pitts is real close to a breakout game. The Giants have been getting beat up by the tight end in the first few weeks. So a Kyle Pitts week might be coming sooner than later. All right. The Baltimore Ravens at the Detroit Lions. We have an over-under of 50 in this game. Ravens come off a big Sunday night dub. Do you go uh, with a little Lamar action tonight, or are you kind of off this game? Uh, no. Uh, Lamar is absolutely in play, but my favorite play here is Marquise Brown. Uh, Marquise Brown, uh, look, and I know it's hard to trust him because he's let everyone down so many times. Well, we saw how good he was against Kansas City last week. Not like Kansas City is playing great, but I mean, Kansas City uh, is better than Detroit. They have better players. They played some tough offenses so far, but uh, Detroit has lost two corners so far. Jeff Akuda went down week one. Uh, I can't remember who went down week two, but uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're down a couple guys in that secondary. Uh, they're not putting a lot of pressure on. So I like Lamar to, uh, you know, if you just give him a little bit of time, he'll be able to throw it deep. So I love Marquise Brown in this game. I think uh, Tyson Williams could be in play as well. Lamar obviously always in play. Hawkinson at 5,200 isn't a crazy expensive tight end. Neither is Mark Andrews at 5,000. And if you're looking way down the line for a cheap wide receiver, Quintez Cephas showed out a little bit, led the uh, um, led the Lions in snaps last week at 3,900 and 5,300 respectively. So I think he could be in play too. So I think there's a lot to like here. I do like the Cephas call, especially if you're looking for kind of a discounted, sneakier play, 39 on DK, 53 on FanDuel. If they're going to keep up at all in this game, you'd imagine he's definitely going to get some uh, attention, to say the least. So I like that call quite a bit. And then I love the Marquise Brown call for the fact he's still only 56 on DK, 66 on FanDuel is not bad either. And you mentioned everyone feels like they've gotten burned with him. But if you go back to like the last five or six weeks of last season, going into this season, he's been an absolute monster. He's been very, very good. He seems like he's getting five-plus catches for the most part each week, at least getting targeted six, seven, eight times every game. 
Uh, Lamar's got that rapport, continuing to build with him. So I think that's a very good play. I'm not sure I'm all in on a stack in this game, but I, I like Marquise Brown as a nice one-off potential. I like uh, the Cephas call if you're getting really frisky out there. So you can have some fun for sure. I think most people are going to look at the Ravens. I do think this Detroit offense is good enough to keep it interesting. Last thing I'll mention, I mentioned on the bet show, DeAndre Swift is supposed to be getting more involved this week. That's what they've talked about. Believe coach speak as you wish. Who knows? But we've seen it week after week now. He looks pretty darn healthy to me. So he's still only 58 on DK. If Detroit is playing from behind, which they pretty much are every week, he's a massive force in that passing game. So um, I think Swift is a good value in tournaments, especially on DK where you get the PPR points at $5,800. Chicago at Cleveland. A lot of, a lot of fun one here. You got uh, Justin Fields making his debut because Andy Dalton's out. Baker Mayfield doing Baker Mayfield things. What do you like for this game? I mean, I don't like a ton here because I you know, respect both of these defenses. Uh, I guess if you want to go with Justin Fields as a contrarian play, you know, or just get a cheap quarterback in there because he's 5,200. I think that could be a decent play. Obviously, you're hoping he does a lot with his legs. Um, if you want to go, you know, anytime you want to play Nick Chubb, I'm okay with it. I get it. Um, uh, maybe, you know, I, I just kind of like dart throws in this game. Uh, OBJ coming back. You know, they said he's fully healthy. He's 5,300. He's below the poverty line. You know, when you start on DraftKings, your average price of player, I believe, is about 5,500 bucks. So he's cheaper than that. So he is, uh, you know, saving you money somewhere. Uh, you know, I think Austin Hooper could be in play at 3,600 because they're down uh, so many wideouts. Um, I don't really want to mess with Bears wideouts until we figure out what's going on with Fields. But yeah, so there's not a lot to love here. Fields is an ultimate contrarian. Anytime you want to play Chubb, OBJ, and Hooper. Other than that, I'm not real interested. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too much into this game either. I think like he's a chub. He's always viable in pretty much any game. I don't mind him this week. OBJ is going to be that wild card play. If you do want a Bears receiver, though, I do like Darnell Mooney. He's got a good rapport with Justin Fields in the short time we've seen him. I think there's also been conversation in the preseason that they kind of had a, a nice thing going as well. He's only 43 on DK, 56 on Fandle. Could give you some nice savings if you need to, but overall, kind of passing on this game, there's a lot better spots, I think, to go take some chances on this slate. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh in this one. The over-under is 43-and-a-half. Pittsburgh off a tough loss. Cincinnati's, yeah, struggling right now. So what do you like in this one? Uh, I like some uh, Cincinnati wideouts here because the Steelers' secondary is banged up. Even if Hayden plays, he's not 100%. You got some young guys in Pierre and Sutton on the other side. Fitzpatrick hasn't been playing his best football uh, so far, so... I liked picking out of, you know, Higgins, Chase, or Boyd. Give me the cheapest one. That's Boyd on both sites at 47 and 56. Uh, but I think they're all in play. Um, also, you know, if you want to throw in, if uh, Deontay doesn't play, James Washington could be a cheap option at 4,000, specifically if his old college roommate, uh, uh, Mason Rudolph, plays. Uh, you know, they have a good connection there, but I'm not interested in much else outside of Cincinnati whiteouts because yeah, I don't know if Ben's going to play. So I don't want to go to to Steelers whiteouts either. Yeah, that's true. It, it's, it's, it's an interesting game because Burrow is cheap. He's been effective, not like the big game yet, but uh, all the receivers are in play. Like you said, Higgins, Chase and Boyd uh, Higgins has been the go-to guy. I think he's the one I'm most comfortable using on a regular basis, say in cash where Chase and Boyd have those like tournament upsides to you. So I like all of them. If you want to go Higgins, you can, because you mentioned that Pittsburgh secondary is beat up right now. So I, I don't mind going there. Overall, though, 
it feels like kind of a back and forth slobber knocker kind of AFC North type football game. So I'm not sure how much I want to invest in this one as well. And I like Burrow way more if Watt is ruled out. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah, if the, he can be sta- if he can be standing up, that's a big plus. Yes, very much so. This could be a lot more fun though. Indianapolis at Tennessee. Well, could be maybe not. Over under forty eight in this one. Uh, Indianapolis or Tennessee looked much much better last time. Indianapolis might be with Carson Wentz and two sprained ankles or Jacob Eason. Uh, what are you seeing in this game that like? No Colts. Uh, I don't want Jacob Eason or a banged up Carson Wentz. So let's go to Tennessee. You know, Tannehill um, uh, is in play. Derrick Henry, anytime you want to play him, is fine. Uh, I like Julio at 6,500. His price hasn't, you know, soared after his big performance last week. So uh, I think that's what I like here. And then look, if um, Carson Wentz is ruled out, 2400 bucks for the Tennessee defense. It could be pretty solid against Jacob Eason and company. Yeah, Tennessee defense could be intriguing. Uh, I like a little Tanny to uh, Brown and Julio. Brown had a down week, so I'm going to lower his ownership. People are going to go to Julio for obviously good reasons. Don't mind that. Obviously, Henry is always a monster, but I think a little passing game action could be fun. The one Colt I do like, especially if Eason's in there, but regardless, I think he's good on both sides of this. I think they're going to be trying to keep up with Tennessee. I think Naheem Hines at 46 on DK and 52 on FanDuel could be a nice little kind of shot in the dark uh, running back situation there because especially with Eason, he's going to dump stuff off a lot, I have a feeling. So keep keep an eye on Naheem Hines in that passing game. He could, he could rack up five, six catches pretty easily in this game. Los Angeles Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. This is going to be a big one. Over under 55 in this one or 54 and a half, depending on where you're looking. For me, obviously, the usual chief stack but there's a lot to like bogman what about you yeah i mean look the chiefs rank dead last in defense so uh justin herbert in play at 6500 austin eckler um you know keenan allen mike williams has been pretty good uh jared cook at 3900 isn't a bad option as well and of course whatever chiefs you want I'm hoping they give the ball back to Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but I don't know if I'm confident enough in it to buy him, even though he's a nice cheap 4,800. I mean, that price is intantalizing. It's intriguing and intantalizing. So it's intantalizing. I guess I just made up a word, but um, yeah. So I, the, uh, both sides, you know, anytime you want to pay up for Tyreek is fine. Uh, But uh, yeah, I mean the Herbert, uh, Herbert Keenan Allen, Jared cook Eckler stack could play out pretty well for you. Yeah, this is a fun one. Like the Mahomes to Kelsey Hill coming off a down week. I think it's a great go back spot. Like, don't worry about that. So the usual big three always in play. But if you want to be different, McKill Hardman, as you mentioned, 39 on DK, 54 on Fandle. He led the team in targets last week, not named Travis Kelsey. So I think that's something to look forward to. I think that'll happen a lot more often than people think. So that's a good value also. Or like I did week one with the Browns, you can make the Browns stack and bring it back with like Kelsey or and Hardman or something. I got no problem with a Herbert and a, and a um, uh, Williams and an Keenan Allen. No problem with that at all. So I think it's a big game to target. One of the big like three or four games to really circle on the slate and I uh, get some serious exposure to. Miami at the Las Vegas Raiders. This is a, a crappy football game because mm-hmm. two is out. Raiders about to go to three and zero. Oh. I'm not going to play a whole lot in this game. Um, look, uh, if you want to play Darren Waller at 7,400, he's always in play, right? Um, mm-hmm. I kind of like Brian Edwards. He led the, uh, Raiders wide receivers in snaps last week, uh, got some looks as well. And he's super cheap at 3,800, but I'm with you outside of that. I'm not going with Jacoby Brissett and anything from Miami. Uh, Derek Carr is intriguing at 5,900, but 
you know, if it is Brissett, how much are they actually going to need Card to to do? So we might see a lot of, you know, fourth quarter Peyton Barber running into a wall. So sexy. You know, just ugly. So, yeah, there's not a lot to love here. Yeah, it's a tough one. Like, would I be shocked if Carr and, like, Ruggs and Edwards or Waller, some combo had a huge game against the Dolphins? Not at all. But it's not where I plan on putting my money this week. New Orleans at New England in this one. We have uh, another fun one on tap here. Over-under is only 42. Um, Yeah, this is a tough one to enjoy. Yeah, I mean, nobody. Uh, That's the simple answer here. I don't trust Jameis Winston going up against Bill Belichick. I don't trust uh, Mac Jones as a rookie up against a pretty decent New Orleans defense. Um, You know, there's not a lot to like here on either side. So I'm just going to pass on this game as a whole. Yeah, New England's uh, defense is expensive too, which is a big, big bummer. So, yeah, pretty much a pass for me as well. New York Jets at the Denver Broncos over under 41 and a half Denver heavy favorites in this one. You get with some Denver action here. Dude, I like Teddy Bridgewater and I like what I saw from Cortland Sutton last week. So uh, Cortland Sutton, they got priced at 6,000. So, I mean, he's more expensive than Teddy Bridgewater, which That's is crazy. kind of funny. Uh, but uh, I mean, I love that Bridgewater play. If you're looking for a cheap quarterback, I love Cortland Sutton. I don't want to mess with the uh, running backs yet because it's still kind of 50 50. Uh, Tim Patrick's a good touchdown play at 4,900. Um, yeah, I don't think Crowder's going to play yet another setback on a Wednesday with his groin injury. So maybe that puts uh, Berrios back in play at 3,900 as a cheap option, as a cheap option. So uh, the Broncos defense should be the most expensive because we just saw Zach Wilson give the ball away four times and they are. So if you want to pay up for a defense, that's the one I'd go with only because Carolina plays on Thursday. Yeah, Denver's defense will be a strong one. It's expensive, though, and I don't like to pay up for defense, but I don't disagree with any of that. If you do want a cheap stack, this is one of them. Like you said, Teddy B, Sutton was a beast. Um, Noah Font is awesome, and that's all very, very affordable. You can mix in Patrick, like you mentioned, who I'm a big fan of. And I love the Barrios play. We talked about it on the, on the waiver wire segment of the, the Monday show or Tuesday show that um, he's getting a ton of targets. He's leading the team. He had seven more targets this past week with Crowder out. So he's kind of filling that Jamison Crowder role. And I think if Crowder's out again, that could be a big role again this week. So if you're looking for a punt play at 39 on DK, 49 on Fanduel, he's very, very much in play for you as well. Seattle Seahawks at the Minnesota Vikings. This should be a fun one we have going for you. Over under 55 and a half in this game. Do we expect another shootout like Minnesota and Seattle both had last week? I mean, we could. You know, I know Derek uh, uh, Dalvin Cook, excuse me, is a little nicked up, but 8,400 is expensive for him, but he could run wild on Seattle. So if he is good to go and full bore, if they say that before the game, I know that's a tough ask when a guy is a little banged up. Uh, I really, really like Dalvin Cook against the Seattle front. We just saw Derrick Henry put up a million yards on them. So uh, I think the same logic is going to apply in that game. Um, you know, whenever you want to play a Lockett or a Metcalf, I understand that. Uh, I think I would rather go with Lockett over Metcalf. Patrick Peterson actually did a decent job last week. Bashad Breland did not. So Lockett at 7,400 could definitely be in play. Uh, Thielen could find the end zone. I think there's a decent amount to like in this game. Yeah, I'm with you. Obviously, if Cook's out, Madison becomes a very, very exciting play at his price tag of 6K and 52. But I think uh, Kirk Cousins to uh, Thielen and Jefferson – it's a very affordable stack. It's kind of a mid-priced stack. If you want to go KJ Osborne, who's been a, a beast two weeks in a row now with Thurv Smith out, he's a nice cheap play at 35 and 51. So I don't mind any of those situations. I'm a Tyler Lockett guy over Metcalf as well. 
So I, I like going that direction. But I do expect a lot of points in this game. Uh, Russ is always in play, but if he can save a little money, go to Cousins and, and differentiate, I have no problem with that as well. Tampa Bay at the Los Angeles Rams. Looking forward to this game big time. Over under 55 on this one. SoFi Stadium going to be rocking, Bogman. How are you approaching this game? Uh, I don't like a ton here. I like Chris Godwin because I assume Jalen Ramsey is going to get Mike Evans. But if it's the other way around, then I'd go with Mike Evans. So let's find out uh, who Ramsey's going to be on and go uh, the opposite way. Um, yeah, AB is probably not going to play on the COVID list. So whoever Ramsey isn't on, and you know what, maybe Gronk. Uh, you know, Gronk in here at uh, fifty five hundred, expensive for a tight end, but uh, we've seen him score four touchdowns already through two games. And you know, the uh, middle linebackers for the Rams are not fantastic. So I would expect Taylor Rapp to come down. That's going to leave Godwin open uh, deep, even a little more. So uh, I like him. You know, this could be a game where Scotty Miller gets involved. So uh, he could be in there as well. So, um, you know, anytime you want to play Brady or Stafford, I, I get it. But you can't trust any running backs in Tampa Bay. I don't want to run uh, Sonny Michelle into the teeth of the Bucks defense. So uh, Cooper Cup always in play at 6,800. Uh, other than that, I think that's about it. So Godwin uh, and Kronk are my two favorites here. Yeah, we know Tampa Bay doesn't want to run the football. Daryl Henderson's beat up. I don't think they, I don't think they'll be able to use Sony Michelle in the same facet to keep up with Tampa Bay. So I think we get a shootout here. I think Tom Brady at sixty eight or Stafford at sixty four is very much in play. I go Brady just because we know or we have a very good feeling they're not going to run the ball a ton in that that offense. So give me Brady. Um, I like the Godwin call. I think you can uh, mix it up with some Gronk as well on the uh, Ram side of things. Cup is still too cheap at sixty eight on DK. Seventy nine on Fanduel is a little better, but sixty eight on DK is too cheap. Uh, Bobby Trees has been getting disrespected. I think this could be a nice little bounce back spot at 57 and 61. Or Van Jefferson's been getting targeted a ton if you want to be really, really unique. But Cup's the guy. Just keep going to Cup and see where it goes from there. But this should be a very, very exciting game. I expect a lot of points in this one. Last game on this 13-game slate, the Washington Reds, Washington football team. Sorry, almost did it. Mm. Kind of did it. Half did it. Dumb, dumb. Um, there you Yes, uh, but we have Washington football team at the Buffalo Bills on this one. Over under 45 and a half. Uh, do we get Taylor Heineke for cheap and use him, or what do you want to do here? I mean, Heineke's okay, but I'd rather go. If I'm going cheap quarterback, give me Teddy. You know, give me yep. Teddy Bridgewater. So uh, I like Tim McLaurin at 6,900, decent price here. Um, outside of that, there's not a ton to love here. The running back situation is still screwy in Buffalo. Uh, Josh Allen, probably just not worth it against Washington this week. Anytime you want to pay for digs, I'm fine. But Terry McLaurin is 6,900. is probably my favorite one here. Yeah, I like the TMAC call or the F1 call or whatever you want to call him call. Any uh, Anything but Scary Terry. Yeah, I like that one quite a bit. And then Emmanuel Sanders, 42 and 52, is uh, his target share keeps going up. So I think he's an intriguing option, to say the least, as a cheap play to see if uh, he can find the end zone and have some some fun against Washington, who we saw get passed on and, and move the ball moved on quite a bit with the Giants. And he could maybe play that Sterling Shepard role, potentially, if, uh, if that uh, comes into play. So I think that's an interesting play with Emmanuel Sanders as a whole. Not super in love with this game as well. Recapping things, Bogman, where are you stacking things up this week? I think you could uh, stack Ravens um, uh, against Detroit. Detroit's just a bad defense. Either side of Atlanta and the Giants, because that game should go over. You can stack Tennessee a little bit against the Colts uh, and Arizona against Jacksonville and either side of the Chargers and Chiefs. Yeah, Chargers, Chiefs, Tampa Bay, Rams, both those ones are big. I kind of like some Tennessee action. 
Um, that Seattle Minnesota game has my attention a bunch too, especially the Minnesota side in that one. And if we want to be a little different, you uh, you mentioned the Teddy Beast potential. I think the New York Giants could be a fun one against Atlanta and that defense that does not exist. So um, that could be a cheap one to open up so many other things like Pandora's box, but I just don't know if they have enough to keep up with the Tampa Bays and the big boys on the slate to make you win all the money like the million-dollar winner we had this past week on FanDuel. Nice Line Star. Remember, make sure you check out Line Star on Twitter at Line Star app and at Line Star NFL because besides sweet, not great content and uh, the great app and all that great stuff, they tweet out the touchdown calls of the week, Bogman. Touchdown calls of the week. Just gonna say it. You might be the home run guy, but I'm two for two on touchdowns with Chubb and uh, Cook so far. So just gonna throw that one out there. But uh, Ryan Humphreys, myself, and Bogman give out our touchdowns each week. They tweet them out, and if you retweet them, three lucky people get paired with each one of us, and you'll win some free swag. So Bogman, who is your touchdown call for week three? I'm all. I'm pushing my chips all the way in. Saquon Barkley gets on the board this week against the Atlanta Falcons. Book it. Interesting. Saquon Barkey. Barkley. Barkey. Barkley. I like that one. That's that's that's, that's interesting. I, I can get behind that. I see I see where your head's at on that one. Uh, for me, I'm trying to decide if I want to go back to running back or wide receiver because there's so many fun options, but running backs have been garbage so far this season. And you, but you went you went Barkley, so I respect that. I'm gonna go to um I'm gonna go to one of the big games. I'm gonna go to Tampa Bay and the Rams. Give me Gronk. Gronk time. He's going to find it again. They're going to find his red zone 101. Rob Gronkowski finds the end zone. You got Saquon Barkley. We'll see who Ryan Humphreys comes up with. But 13 games on your week three action. Remember, check out Thrive Fantasy, proud sponsor of the show. Go download the app. Check that out at thrivefantasy.com. Prop betting stuff. 20 prop bets in there. Pick 10. Take the over-under. Get the most right. Get the most points. And you'll win some sweet, sweet cash. When you create your account, uh, make sure you use promo code LINESTAR to get your first-time deposit match up to $100 and two free months of Line Star Premium. But that'll do it, folks. Good luck with your Week 3 action. We'll be back to you guys on Tuesday with the Week 3 recap. Check out Bogman on Twitter at Bogman Sports. I'm at BD Intric. Catch you all later. See ya. Thanks for listening to Pre-Snap Podcast, presented by Drive Fantasy. Please like, comment, subscribe, and rate for good karma in your fantasy football games.